At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella, the world messenger, and I am inviting you for Legacy Leader Show. Today, I have a very special guest that is joining me directly from Ukraine, and we're going to be shedding some light with a conversation that we need to have and shared understanding of what is going on. I have here a um, board of board member, CHRO, People Organization and Development Strategic Planning, if you don't guys know, that is really focused obviously on well-being of people in organizations. That is also part of the public broadcasting company in Ukraine and that is given independent neutral voice uh, and not politically driven narrative. That is also so much concern obviously for um, not only employees, but also now fortunately for safety of his people, his family, his friends, his colleagues. Um, so without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Dmitro Kozlov. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Thank you, Isabella. And uh, I do appreciate the chance to, to tell something about the situation in Ukraine and uh, the situation with this awful and really unexpected war. Thank you so much for, first of all, agreeing to uh, and trusting in me and obviously to be here on the Legacy Leader Show because we always look at from the leadership standpoint. And before war broke off, you had a, such a tremendous uh, vital and visible role, not only in Ukraine with your people, but also uh, with partners, with major brands around the world. And um, knowing how world works very well together, uh, I know that this uh, took everybody by surprise and just the very short period of time level of viciousness and, and, and actions that are still for a lot of people really hard to understand. Do you mind shedding a little bit about a light, what is happening, how all this started and why you think some of the main reasons what is going on currently? Well, the situation, uh, it's hardly to, to, to explain in maybe some in some short words, but I will try. Uh, well, uh, let's start with uh, the definition. Now it looks like uh, as anti-colonial war. Uh, we've got a very difficult neighbor right near us, our country. Uh, we've got some historical ties, maybe. Uh, we've got some uh, issues that uh, have been done together. For example, uh, Ukraine and Belarus and maybe Russia used to be the member of United Nations. Uh, altogether, we've uh, passed through an awful uh, second world war. Altogether, we've been involved in a Soviet, uh, ex, uh, this uh, Soviet awful empire of evil. But for last 30 years, as you know, uh, Ukraine is uh, definitely independent country with a very difficult political landscape with very difficult economic situation. And uh, all this time, we've been uh, thinking of being a part of Europe. 
being part of uh, global uh, world and global economy. But um, seven years ago, eight years ago, in 2014, uh, we've uh, made some really historical steps that our neighbor didn't like at all. Mm. I'm talking about Maidan, I'm talking about uh, revolution, I'm talking about uh, re-election of our president. And uh, it was right the moment when we are, were extremely weak and we've lost Crimea. It's a huge peninsula in the south of Ukraine. And we lost some uh, districts uh, in Donetsk and Lugansk region. And it was the beginning of real war. For about a couple of years, we've been fighting uh, against uh, Russian proxy troops. And uh, till the beginning of 2015, we've got the situation that we have fixed the line between our uh, peaceful country and uh, cutted territories, non-controlled by Ukrainian government. And it was fixed. Uh, we didn't even think of uh, solving the problem by weapon. We understand that our Ukrainian people are on these regions. Our Ukrainian people are in Crimea. So we've tried again and again and again to make it uh, via diplomatic and political um, procedures. We understood. I understood uh, as a man who was born in the USSR. I used to live in several countries. I used to live, for example, uh, on Cyprus, which is separated still. I understand that uh, it may take years and decades, but we didn't do anything to uh, make it it in a military way. And a month ago, we've not been really surprised because we've been uh, told that it's possible. But we've been really surprised how hard it has became, how unhuman it has become, how mm, illogical it has become. Because uh, I, I remember the, this day, uh, I live right between Kiev and Brispel, the biggest international airport. It's been 5.15 when me and my wife has got these awful sounds like boom, 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 boom. And we understood that it has begun. Wow, such a swift changes, and you're right. It's a, it's a, it's been a, just a little bit over the month, and uh, as you mentioned, the images, the the things that we're seeing, also how world is reacting, and everything. Uh, we're we're stunned, and I can't even imagine what you, your family, your beautiful children, and all the other children and families are just going through, and just the seeing magnitude exodus of not only refugees as we were mentioning over 3 million, it's already in exile, the left the country of separation of family units, people scrambling to try not only to understand, but also to figure out how to protect themselves, right? Um, so with all of that in mind, uh, I know that uh, it's, it's even hard to predict what you may need, right? With everything that is going on. Do you mind sharing a little bit for your perspective as someone who is representing public broadcasting company of Ukraine? Uh, do you mind shedding light what 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 you were doing prior and how you now using your voice and your platform uh, to make a difference? And then also, if you don't mind, also sharing um, how can we make a difference? 
How can we, from external, from other parts of the world, um, help you in, in this process? Well, the situation is quite unusual for all the country, but uh, almost as always, Ukrainians uh, uniting in the struggle for freedom. Uh, and we've got very rough and tough history for all these uh, decades and centuries and uh, all these even thousands of years. So uh, right after beginning this stage of war, uh, our company, uh, together with uh, four more biggest, largest uh, media group of Ukraine, uh, have been united for the 24-7 marathon, media marathon, for the main channels of this country. Uh, all of us has uh, a slot, time slot for, for this time, and we didn't stop even for a second. And it's a unique situation. Uh, we are the only uh, independent and public broadcasting company here in Ukraine. And we've got uh, four uh, private media group, the same size of us. And we are united for this process for the months and some days more. And it's our common mission to inform our people all over the country and a little bit abroad about the situation here. And, you know, I've seen how... I've seen how does it work. I used to be in Cherkasy, it's one of uh, Ukrainian city, regional center. Uh, right after a week, after beginning of the war, uh, we've been in shelter and we've seen first refugees from Kharkov when it's been possible to leave the city. Uh, they've came to Cherkasy, it's about 30, uh, 300 kilometers between uh, the cities, but it's another bank of river. So they've came to the hotel with uh, state and they've seen these faceless people and uh, scared kids and they think of nothing just to, to be safe. And then in the evening, for example, and then in the morning when we've been all together uh, taking breakfast and it's been big TV set with our channel, with our marathon, marathon on, on, on the screen. And I've seen how they've been uh, becoming more calm. They understood that our country still has television. Our country still has broadcasting. We still inform people about what's going on. And this is, this is the mission of our company and all other uh, media group to, to give our people an anchor, to give our people um, a support in media sphere. Because right now we've got three uh, vectors of war usual awful war when armies destroys everything around them uh, media war i mean propaganda war and economical war yes. and uh, our mission is to be on the on the on, on the second vector because uh, you couldn't even imagine how much money uh, russia spends on propaganda all around the world uh, and uh, this is this is the way we we make our mission today uh, and it's for, for, for around the, uh, the company, but uh, right at the same time, we have 4,000 of our people, I mean our staff, which is uh, in every region of Ukraine, in every city of Ukraine, we've got our regional branches. And for these months, we were gathering the people from the hot regions. Uh, we've been gathering teams to another regions to make broadcasting. 
we've been thinking over how to make logistic to give uh, some of them equipment and to get families of some of them to come regions and even abroad and this is the process we are involved right, right now in wow that is so powerful and i'm so glad you mentioned uh, um those uh, vectors and, and and understanding how everything fits uh, in terms of the war and i'm glad that you are representing that voice because as someone who survived the war in balkans and now looking what's going on in baltics and specifically in ukraine obviously in your country um, I know that propaganda has, and it creates uh, so many casualties, so much confusion, and also uh, creates tremendous amount of pain and suffering for people. Um, having this independent public broadcasting company, uh, it's just such a, not, not only essential, but I, I just want to say, first of all, like, kudos you how calm, collected, grounded you are. Uh, because you're in the midst of danger yourself and your family. You mentioned you have two beautiful sons and, and, and daughter and, and having this impressionable years of their life without understanding what's happening, right? Um, you write, having that anchor of, for other families uh, and to come voice and, and authentic, honest share of the news versus uh, propaganda, it's, it's a, such a huge differentiator. Um, so. Do you mind sharing a little bit some of the stories, some of the things that you've seen, some things that really are contrast in some ways that puzzle you, but also you see amazing human spirit and invincibility um, based on how people react? Because we're seeing images that even women are helping Russian soldiers that uh, and, and helping them to make a call or, or people are not attacking them viciously as they're being viciously attacked. And it just shows amazing depths of humanity. So do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Because you are midst of all of that and, and you know the best. Well, uh, you know, maybe uh, there is a little bit uh, different uh, angle of, uh, of view, because uh, I spent uh, almost three weeks uh, traveling around Ukraine mm -hmm. and I've seen uh, sometimes very very small small pieces of humanity for example when you see the uh, the row of cars thousand cars which are migrating from uh, one part of ukraine to another in the road you see uh, usual ukrainian people uh, aside the road just giving some cakes and soups and tea uh, right into the windows of these cars which are standing in the row through block posts uh, it's been it's, it's been it's it's just a little thing but it it has helped women and children and all these uh, people to spend these hours and hours on these roads wow that, that is beautiful, beautiful human nature. We may not enough have enough, we don't know what tomorrow brings, but how can we help and serve one another and how we can help our fellow people, right? That is, that is beautiful. Um, so with another, everything- Another, another, mm -hmm. Please. another piece of, another piece of this, uh, maybe humanity uh, can, mm, collaboration is when you're entering, for example, a hostel or a hotel or a motel, uh, you may pay for uh, your room or you may not. Mm -hmm. uh, as a rule, you pay nothing for breakfast or, or dinner. Uh, 
as a rule uh, you'll be uh, suggested uh, some guess just to continue your way as a rule you'll be told about uh, all the situation on the roads um, i've seen it was Vinnytsia, one more region uh, city in the center of ukraine i seen the huge row for gas because it's been uh, some problems with supplies and they've seen uh, it was peugeot peugeot uh, 5008 uh, family car with uh, a4 uh, paper uh, where was signed kids getting in ukrainian was scotched to the window and they've mm -hmm. seen uh, some bullets uh, holes on this door and i've seen how the role for guests has just uh, move aside and give them just yes because they've been as much scared just to leave this region mm, i've seen mm, a lot of uh, camps for inner relocated uh, citizens and uh, uh, it's been in such unusual uh, places restaurants libraries uh, schools but schools is quite usual uh, place for campus uh, i've seen a lot of uh, help on roads and uh, well there there is no there, there is not enough words to to explain what's going on uh, in ukraine and between ukrainians right now uh, but the uh, the worst histories uh, uh, I know that, for example, we've got two our employees, uh, which uh, one of uh, them is in Mariupol, another one is in Kharkov. We don't know exactly where they are. We have no. We and our relative, we and their relatives, has no connections with them for three weeks. We will. We, we have no information about th those people right now. Uh, some of uh, some weeks ago, we've got some people from um, Irpen, Bucha, and Gostomel. It's places near the Kiev. It's been occupied by Russians. Uh, now they are deoccupied. And we've met some people from our colleagues from that region, uh, which spent two weeks in shelter in basement uh, of their own, or maybe our neighbors. Uh, townhouses so there are a lot of stories here and not much of them are bright i'm sorry to hear that and and um, this is also very hard to understand because how things escalated so quickly right and how 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 you got where you are right now right and a lot of people still cannot believe uh, because um you don't plan for war. You don't set some stuff uh, and and think about it. And a lot of people are still scrambling because it's a not only escalated in a high danger, but unfortunately, as you said, when it's cut off communication and and you don't know what somebody's whereabouts, you don't know if they're alive. You don't know what they may need. It's it's very very challenging. Just as a as an employer, as a, someone who is caring about. Uh, there, um, you know, your people, uh, let alone um, everything else. So with that in mind, 
obviously in your independent opinion, if you don't mind sharing a little bit um, uh, what we really need to know uh, right now and, and what, do, what do you think you guys need the most help with? How can we from other parts of the world uh, outside of Ukraine, from Europe, United States, North America in general, other, other countries, uh, how can we help? The, the, the main help uh, the whole world may give us here in Ukraine is to help our Ukrainians which are abroad. Uh, what, what I mean, uh, we understand that nobody will fight for us here in Ukraine. We understand that uh, only Ukrainian army and Navy and uh, National Guard uh, will be in front of Russian aggression here in Ukraine. We do appreciate all, 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 all this stuff. Everything is fine. Kharkov will be with the, the right West. Uh, well, and uh, we understand that it's our deal to fight here, but we do uh, need help for our 3 million people out of Ukraine. We understand that they are guests in your countries. We understand that, uh, you know, 3 million people have uh, left Ukraine. It's almost all of them are women and kids. And 4,000 people has came into Ukraine. It's our men which has came back to Ukraine from abroad uh, to, to fight for Ukraine. So the main help we need is to help our women and kids there in Poland, in Bulgaria, in Germany, in Netherlands, in the United States, I'm sure in Canada, because uh, uh, we are able to, to do everything we need here, but we do afraid that uh, they are there uh, in, in other countries. So it, it will be very helpful for us to understand that they have common safety in other countries. Thank you so much for saying that because you 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 you're right. A lot of them are resettling, and um, narrative is changing, which I'm grateful to see because we know that a lot of times in a lot of parts of the world, refugees are not welcome. But luckily, um, in this scenario, I'm seeing more and more uh, support and refugees not only to be welcome but also to be very quickly integrated specifically children in school and as much as possible normalized life because uh, they're uprooted they're confused they don't they need a safety they need a stability and they need some consistency right and an environment that they can thrive um but it's just uh very um heart-wrenching to see um, how many, as you said, women and children are out and, and, and just seen on the streets of Warsaw or other parts of it. And, and, and then you start putting in perspective how big it is problem. And we don't know if that's gonna end and when it's gonna end. So what is your take about that? How do you think this is just the beginning? Uh, what, what, what are your, some of your inclinations here um, in terms of, of what is going to be happening in, in, in months to come? Do you see it's any chance and opportunity to negotiate and, and then come up with a solution for peace? Or you think, fortunately, it's gonna be prolonging long, long marathon for the long period of time? Well, you know, um... I do respect the uh, such a person. He used to be in Auschwitz. Uh, his name is Viktor Frankl. Yes. And he has told that uh, if you're going to get through any uh, difficult situation and you think it will be finished in May, 
maybe in June, maybe in April, it's much more harder if it's not finished. So right now, most of us understand that it's not a sprint, it's marathon. Most of us understood that nobody knows when will it finish. Uh, most of us uh, hope that it will finish soon, but I understand, and my colleagues understand, my family understand, that nobody knows when will it finish. Uh, Russia is a big country. Uh, they have a lot of resources. They've got the third or the second or the first uh, army by size. They've got uh, oil and gas and all this stuff, and uh, it's, it's hard to predict how will it finish. It's easy to predict uh, uh, that it will be our win, but I can't even imagine how much will it cost for us. Mm. The, the only thing uh, which may give us a little bit more hope, and I do appreciate visit of uh, President Biden to Poland, that we understand that almost all civilized world has told this uh, word, it's war, and has named the aggression, it's Russia. And it's very important for us to understand that we are not alone and it's very important for us to hope that all these sanctions uh, will cut Russia from technologies, from global finance, from uh, high-tech industries, and it will definitely help. Mm-hmm. I don't care about uh, people in Kazan or St. Petersburg or in Moscow, I mean, usual people. I don't care of them. I don't need them to be uh, in bad situation. I don't need it, but I do need, as every Ukrainian, I do need to cut resources for Russian army and Navy and uh, aviation. I do need to stop supplying technology to Russian uh, military facilities. I do not need to see uh, batteries from German Bosch in Russian tanks. It will help. And we'll do it. Uh, we'll do everything we can, but but we need we need this this kind of help. That is so so. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's a very important to put things in perspective. And uh, and I'm glad to hear the strength, resilience, and and voices and conviction. And unfortunately, we all hope it will not take too long and will not be prolonged. Um, but we also at the same time fear that might take a longer because seeing the historically what usually happens and, and how things play out. And as world is obviously watching and, and the people are trying to figure it out to make a sense of it and sometimes just doesn't make sense, right? Uh, and as you were saying earlier, I'm seeing something amazing that is also happening. And I'm just so, um, I just want to kudos you, first of all, how you're standing up and, and, and leading your way, your path, and with your independent, again, broadcasting agency and giving people chance for high morale and 24-7 outlets to at least know what is going on and get a better sense what's happening in other parts of the country. Um, because you have a fairly big country as well. 
Um, do you mind sharing a little bit how is also morale uh, and, and how is being perceived the messages from president? We're seeing something that we did not have a chance to see in modern time. And, and uh, just adding that to obviously that resilience and strength and tapping in into that belief and support. Um, what is your perspective on that? Well, to talking about uh, any president uh, in, in, in this world, uh, I do believe that uh, Mr. Biden and even Putin and, for example, uh, our President Zelensky is a part of uh, people which they've been elected by. Mm, and, you know, as for Ukrainian situation, Ukrainian president by, by himself, uh, here in this country, I mean, Ukraine, for all these decades, we have a very competitive uh, political landscape. We have no any leader or dictator or strong head, hand. Uh, we've got uh, political clans, we've got political groups, we've got all this political stuff. We've never been a monopolitically ruled country. And this is our maybe uh, sometimes it's a problem, sometimes it's our uh, strange. So as for example, for our president, he's really part of our people. Mm -hmm. uh, he wasn't liked by everybody here in this country before the war. Right now he's supported by everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, he wasn't uh, a, a leader for all the political uh, parties of all opinion leaders before the war. Always Ukrainian has a lot of questions to their leaders. We always uh, think that it may be better. We always think that uh, it may it is to be better. Uh, but uh, right from the beginning of the war, a lot of us has been surprised by our president. And a lot of us has have decided that it's not the time to think over and over any political issues. It's time to fight all together. And uh, if you see in this uh, interview, I mean, uh, last, last uh, yesterday's interview uh, of our president, he is tired. He is, uh, he is very, in a very simple, uh, mm, I mean, uh, in a very simple situation, in a very simple clause, uh, as well as uh, all this uh, uh, team. As I understand, only diplomats were suited these days in Ukraine. Uh, and almost everybody here in this country works 20 hours per day, as well as our president. Uh, and one more thing, uh, I understand that uh, even our president understands who's real heroes in our country today. It's our volunteers, it's our soldiers, it's our businessmen, it's our, it's our people. Every, every, everybody in Ukraine may become hero right now, but well, it's, it's a lot of lyrics and a lot of emotions, uh, but it's getting back to our political landscape. Right now we see who is, real leader yes and who is just a picture or, or a face on, on on the screen yes 
because uh, today, uh, today uh, going to work, uh, I'm just uh, thinking over our political situation, uh, and I understand, I understand that for these months I haven't seen some of politicals, politicians, which were very active before war, but now there is nobody of them uh, in media sphere. So uh, the, the war is a bad time for uh, a bad time for uh, those people who doesn't love the, uh, their country and mm. it's wow. a kind of dis distillation political distillation who is the real leader who, who is not so and i understand that uh, this is right the time to uh, see for us ukrainians for for for, every, for everybody for every country in this uh, in this political situation all over the world it's quite clear who has a decent position and who hasn't who makes some steps and who doesn't, who helps even Ukrainian refugees or economics like Poland and who doesn't like some other countries. I don't want to blame the countries, but for example, if you calculate how much Estonia helps and how much Germany helps or Austria helps, you'll be surprised. If you analyze data and statistics, what has happened in economics of country of uh, old Europe and uh, not quite old Europe, you may be surprised. And it's right the time to see who's your friend who's, and who is just a viewer of the situation. So it's... Excellent point and excellent for perspective and you're spot on. Leaders really show their face in times of challenges and difficulty or not. And um, but then we know who we can count on. And we also know who has a muscle and substance and desire to continue and who not gonna leave in abundant people. And just to seeing um, how strongly uh, uh, President Zelensky is showing up. Uh, it's just gives us so many of us watching and listening outside of the country, obviously outside uh, of Ukraine uh, with so much pride, even though I'm not Ukrainian, I'm so proud to see how strong and not divided, how all of you came together and uh, how, how you keep that moral high. So not only obviously what president is saying, but how everybody's supporting that narrative and, and um, that's the only way to, to overcome challenges and difficulties that you're facing. So with that in mind, obviously we're on the Legacy Leader Show. Uh, you are parts of history that it's literally right now been written. Do you mind just sharing, um, in closing your perspective or any advice or anything that we should know um, as, as you're going through, as you're dealing with all these emotions, as you are experiencing the war, um, what, what comes up? What is the message for the world to protect the peace and, and to protect global peace, frankly? Uh, well, I'm not sure I'm on the position uh, which, which uh, give me a chance to to say for the whole world, but maybe the, the, the one idea, uh, don't let dictators to go too far. Mm. The earlier you'll stop the evil, the less will be the damage. I used to be in Iraq 
between two Iraq's war. I used to be in Syria before war. I used to live in Soviet Union. It was an empire of evil. And I understand that if we have a chance to stop dictator, we are to do it as soon as possible. If we have a chance to stop, if we had the chance to stop Lukashenko a year before, we hadn't been hit by uh, rockets from Belarusia to our cities. If we had a chance to stop Putin in 2014, we hadn't this awful situation. So the, 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 main, the main idea to all the strong countries of uh, this world, J7 or J19 or whatever, United Nations, all the people, all the business people of the business leaders, if you are, if we are able to stop evil and it's small, it won't take human lives. Wow, you're spot on when we as a leader see something is not right and even if it's not by popular majority, uh, but stepping up, speaking up, preventing, uh, uh, apprehending before it gets too far. Uh, I can't agree more. It's better than dealing with situations that we would find ourselves in or situations that fortunately you're experiencing at this time. Such a, a words of wisdom. And again, so much courage from you, Mr. Kozlow, for not only staying and doing what is right, but also continuing to serve people. Uh, for everyone, again, watching and listening, you're broadcasting 24 seven, you're giving peace, peace of mind for people for at least things that they need to know or to be warned about or make a better choices and decisions so they can survive and, and protect their safety. Um, I just wanted to say again, uh, thank you so much for this opportunity and we'll definitely have a more conversations and more opportunity to dialogue. We want to, to stay safe and well. And um, again, thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure of mine and thank you so much for such a chance. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, Leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.